0: I'm talking to the person in the mirror. Just talk to someone, find your companion. Win over this battle of loneliness for you're a champion. Look for the positives, the birds, butterflies and flowers. The future is not yet written, but let's make sure it's us. Hello and welcome to Open Up, your very own safe space to talk it out. Here we are with the third episode. I'm with a very special person today. Well, if you've heard our previous podcasts, you'll know her. Hi, Kwaish Kwaish Sharma. Yes, we have her again here because she wanted to share some experience with you all. Kwaish Sharma is a therapist who lives for music and adventure. Why don't you say hi, Kwaish?
1: Hello, hello, Naisa. And hi to everyone who's listening to Open Up. Uh, It is my pleasure to be here today. I think not only because Uh, you know, Naisa and I share a very special bond where we discuss very intimate things, but also because I believe the power of this podcast to inspire and influence other people. And as Naisa said, just make them comfortable to open up uh, the biggest, but the most important step in healing, opening up.
0: Thank you so much, Vaish. Now it's my turn. I'll revert to you, the sound of sight. Minu. Well, uh, before we begin, I think just to give you all a hint of what this podcast is about, I'm going to ask Kwaesh a question. Quash: what is fear? I mean, I'm sure hmm. you've had a storm and that's how, you know, you decided to become a therapist to share your experience. So what do you think is fear? Is it just a feeling? Or is it Hmm. something we invite? Uh, What do you think that is?
1: Hmm. Thank you, Naisa, for that question. And uh, your use of language, I think, made it very visual for me. And it reminded me of a conversation that we had a month ago where uh, we had visualized ourselves in the midst of a storm, a sea storm. Yeah. And uh, just to give the listener some context, we were visualizing how would it be if we were stuck in a boat uh, in the middle of a sea storm yeah and how how would that feel and i think the natural response was fear yeah and which which comes uh, brings me back to your question naisa i think fear is a natural instinct i don't think we can compartmentalize it into a feeling or a thought thoughts can also have fear in them and thoughts give way to feelings and feelings can also be of feeling scared or fearful or nervous. But I think it's a natural instinct. I think it's in fact what helps us to live. And it is something that has sustained us uh, from evolution. But I understand that it also sometimes, as you said, do we invite it when we don't need to, right? So I'll go back to the metaphor of the storm and the boat. And what Naisa and I had done is uh, we had visualized that we are stuck in a sea storm and you know uh, we don't have a life jacket. And, we were very, very scared till we saw a lighthouse. So uh, I think a lot of times what fear does is it doesn't let us see that there is a lighthouse. Yeah, so, um, and once we noticed the lighthouse, we sort of, with that fear, swam to it, yeah, and found our safe space. So I don't think what I'm trying to say is that we need to conquer fear because fear is important. What we need to do is, um, is to manage that fear and use it to our advantage. So what I mean to say is fear is natural. Fear should work for us rather than us working to calm the fear down, yeah? And uh, one last thing that I'd maybe say is, uh, when we are scared, our flight or fight uh, response in our sympathetic nervous system is activated, yeah? And a lot of times when we are doing that, uh, we're only focusing on surviving and hence we can't think straight. So every time that you're a bit scared, it's a good idea to take a pause, Maybe take a few deep breaths, regulate our heartbeat, and we will be able to make better and more informed decisions. Maybe even looking and swimming to find the lighthouse. So yeah, uh, we need to make fear work for us uh, and turn it into excitement if we can, because it's the same energy. Yeah, uh, you can be excited and have butterflies and accelerated heart rate and be fearful and have that. So um, I know I took a lot of turns to answer your question, but I hope I did next
0: Yes, thank you so much, Quaish. I'm sure that will help our listeners. So, taking forward, uh, you know, what you said is quite true. When one is anxious, uh, they develop a strange thing within oneself, which is called fear. I mean, mm. all of us have fears, which make one sweat, cry, yell, or do anything that may comfort you at that moment.
1: More mm. than that,
0: Fear can make you the complete opposite of what you were before you were Mm. cursed by, you know, the monster. I'm being super metaphoric here. But now, I think it's your turn to get back to the real you. Now you have many options to flush it out. Maybe you could take out your anger on something. Build something out of total waste and then hit it and take out all of your anger on that piece of scrap which doesn't deserve you. This is another sort of metaphorical way of telling that thought to leave. If that didn't work, then talk. Just talk to friends, family, or even that stuffed toy buried deep inside in your closet, or just sitting and smiling in front of you. I know all of you have that. If that doesn't work, then just take your favorite thing in your room or home. Maybe it's a cushion or a necklace that's close to you or even a piece of chocolate. Hold any of these in your hand and keep looking at it. Whatever comes to your mind afterwards, write, draw or express it in any way you want. This is a distraction, the main element of your safety kit. Your armor against that monster who's in front of you holding a knife. If you've heard our other podcasts, then you'll definitely know who the monster is. These are just some options that I used when I was very deep in darkness. Likewise, you can either use these or craft your own. The only warning you should keep in mind while doing so is do not fear or fake it. You also have an option to not get over your fears. But trust me, that will never give you happiness. Well, someday, if you think about that moment when fear struck you, think about what you could have done or what you can do now. It will be what you might want to hear at that moment. Well, we're almost to our conclusion. But before we end, I would like to ask Quaish one more question. Vaish, uh, I mentioned do not fear or fake it and do not become the opposite of who you are because of fear. What do you think this, this is? I mean, what do you think this means? What is faking it up because of fear?
1: Hmm. Um, really profound thoughts there, Naisa. I think in a few minutes, you were able to give the listeners so many options to conquer fear. And I take the liberty to ask you a question about it after I answer this, if you're okay with it. Um, Okay, Okay. but I think taking from what you said, you said don't fear or fake it. So I completely agree with the former, which is um, do not fear your fear. Yeah, Because fearing our fear gives way to more fear. And I think one way that we can ask ourselves something when we're in the midst of a lot of fear is, what is our fear telling us? Is it telling us to... That you won't be safe. Is it scared for us? Because a lot of times, um, fear serves us something, and we get you know we get stuck in getting fear of fear, and hence we're not able to combat that. So I would agree with that. And um, my opinion about faking it, I think you'll have to explain the word "fake" a little bit to me because I have a very colloquial cultural understanding of what faking it means. But speaking from a more psychological, psychological, behavioral perspective. I think sometimes um, we have to do something first and then start believing in it, right? So um, Albert Ellis, who was a cognitive therapist, he believed that thoughts come before feelings, yeah? And sometimes when we can't change the thought, behavior can come before thought, can come before feeling, you know what I mean? So you might not feel like doing something or you might feel a little caught up in your head, but if you do the behavior of going out on a run, eating a brownie, calling a friend, maybe that behavior in itself fuels a thought which is more helpful to you. So you are faking it in the sense, even though you aren't feeling like it, you are doing some things. But sometimes when we keep doing some things, that behavior gives way to feeling. So maybe my understanding of fake is more like doing, behaving in a way even though you don't want to. And that can be considered fake. I know that the definition of fake has a little negative connotation to it. So I'm taking the liberty to remove the negative connotation of it and actually sometimes when we fake it it's actually good for us you know when we go to a party sometimes we just fake that we're interested and that behavior sometimes gives in to a thought of okay maybe i'm having a good time maybe i can i can you know make the most of it so sometimes behavior um can trick our thoughts and not vice versa yeah uh thank
0: you so much Kweish. that was so profound And I was actually visualizing myself uh, as you said that, you know, you're at a party and you're faking it, you know, once I've done that, to be honest. And Mm. uh, it actually helped me. It made me feel happy. It made me smile. Mm. Uh, So uh, thank you so much for that. And I think if you would like to ask me any question, uh, I would love that.
1: Absolutely. So uh, one thing that I was thinking of while you were talking, uh, Naisa, is you, would, you were saying we should not fear our fear. And uh, you, some, you said don't fear it or something like that, which made me wonder whether you also look at fear through a compassionate lens sometimes. So instead of looking at it as someone who's like an unwanted guest, someone who just comes in without permission, sometimes you also look at it and are like, okay, let's sit in front of me and let's have a talk. So my question is, is fear your friend or is it your foe, or can it be both? And what serves you more?
0: Uh, thank you so much for that question, Paish. Uh I think fear for me is both a friend and foe. You know, sometimes um, it's as if fear sits on the top of my head and tells me to do something. And if I give in to it, then uh, I'm fueling it. You know, I'm fueling the foe who's the foe at that moment mm. now if it's sitting on top of my head and telling me to do something that I know is wrong for me and I say mm. no to it I say no then it's a friend to me because I'm not fueling it because I'm mm. telling you that you know you can stay here I'm not telling you to go but you can't force me to do anything you're a guest at my house and I'm not a guest it's your house so you better know that, and you not you should not try to do what you're not allowed to. So I would say mm. that it's both to me, but it's always in my hands. I think it's always my choice that if I want to feel the friend or the foe.
1: Yes, that's that's. So it's, it sounds like um, it sounds like you make the fear work for you. Nice, and that gets us you know back to how we started it, which is uh, when we are out in the storm and we can't find a lifeboat, the fear can help us swim and find uh, a lighthouse. But the fear can also make us so scared that we drown and we don't have energy. And I think that is what you said, that you make your fear listen to you and you decide whether it will help you in the moment or not. And uh, yeah, that is looking at it from a compassionate lens but also knowing that at the end of the day you will get the last word.
0: Thank you so much, Kvayesh. And I think that's how we come to the end of our third episode. And we at Open Up by Solpa are so grateful to quite you for coming here and, you know, enlightening our listeners and to all of you listening to this podcast. It means the world to all of us. So I think that's about it. Thank you so much for joining us today. And we hope you enjoy it and get inspired by this. Bye. Thank you. Bye.